Hello, hello, hello. This is the new and improved Pixelated Sausage Podcast, or at least I like to think it is. I don't know just yet, but it is new and it is maybe improved. I am Mark Jenez. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's just get to what I am here to talk about with this here episode, which is Within the Blade, a stealthy action platformer that is available on all platforms. <laughs> platformers on all platforms. This includes Xbox, which is where I played it. I got a code for it, along with Switch, PlayStation, and PC. It is $10.99, but at least on Xbox, there is a launch window discount of 20% off. So it is $8.79 for the next 10 days at the time of this episode's release, which is the 20th of July, I believe. It's Tuesday. Anywho, this is a game that is, it's almost there. Almost. But it. It misses the mark, so says Mark, because my name is Mark. <laughs> it misses the mark in a few key ways that really kill the entire experience. And it's a bummer because I like a lot about this game. And my issues with it are things that may not be a problem for you. So do listen to the entire review. Keep in mind that what I have problems with may not be problems for you because it it really comes down to feel for me and the way certain gameplay mechanics are implemented how they control how they feel and when it comes to that aspect of games everyone is different i don't think there are any objectively bad or good gameplay mechanics or whatever for instance i think Little Big Planet is a perfect example of this. A lot of people, myself included, aren't a fan of that game's floaty jumps. But I'm sure there are people who do really like the way it feels. And for me, the way Little Big Planet feels kills that experience. For you, it might make it a really good experience. So, let's get to the actual game I'm here to talk about. We don't need to talk about Little Big Planet. Within the Blade, as I said, is a stealthy action platformer it has pixel art it's pretty nice pixel art but you know we we have a whole bunch of games that look like this and of a similar vein but the, the pixel art is nice and it's it's stealthy but can be played action heavy if you if you get seen you are more than capable of taking care of yourself it is only stealthy so much in the sense that it's a lot easier if you go that route and the scoring system because uh, you get scored after each level heavily heavily encourages stealth gameplay if you want to get anything other than an absolute shit score because you lose so much points so much points you lose so many points for getting seen taking any bit of damage whatsoever and whatnot. Every, every time you're seen, I believe you lose 500 points. And you're not scoring all that much for each level. So if you get seen three, four times, I think you're good for getting a zero as your score. It may even go negative. I can't remember if it goes negative. But you definitely are encouraged to play stealthily. 
And the gameplay encourages that as well because it feels better when you're going that route given the way some of the stuff feels. But when you just start out, you have very few abilities at hand. You can jump, you can double jump, and you can wall climb. And I believe that's all you have available to start. There is a pretty sizable skill tree where you're able to unlock a lot of different things. I, I think there might be somewhere between 30 and 40 skills to unlock all told. And some of the stuff is a dash, a, a grappling hook, or being able to pull people with your little grappling hook thing, and, and stuff like that, a dash attack, a better combo, etc. And... I I like the way your ninja feels for the most part. I think the jumping feels pretty good. I feel the overall movement feels pretty good. I think the stealth action feels pretty good. When you sneak up on an enemy and then attack them and kill them with one hit, that feels pretty good. If you are jumping from above an enemy and fall down and attack them, that is also a one-hit kill, feels pretty good. But what doesn't feel good is the wall climbing and the way exiting a wall climb is set up. So to climb a wall, you have to push towards it and upwards. So you're angling it towards the wall, whether it's to your left or your right. So you're angling it in in the diagonal, the upward diagonal in either direction, depending on where the wall is. And that I think feels okay. I get it. I kind of just wish I would push up against a wall and jump and it would go straight up because what I'm not going to go down because I'm on the ground. So I, I just wish that I could press towards the wall and that's enough for that. But then when you are at the apex of your wall climb, instead of falling downward, your little dude, even if you don't have the dash ability, will dash maybe like... Phew, an inch on a 32-inch TV. Like, he'll dash far enough away from the wall they're on. They'll push off against it far enough that if there is a platform below you, you'll probably miss it and then fall back to the, the very bottom of an area that you were trying to traverse upwards. And to fall downwards, you have to push towards the wall you're climbing and downward. So you're not pushing the diagonal downwards. So that is, you know, downward left or downward right. That doesn't feel good. It's not intuitive. It doesn't feel natural. It's hard for me, at least, to get into a flow state with the combat and the gameplay and the movement and all that when I am constantly battling the controls and just having to remember, oh yeah, this is how it works. And even when I know it's how it works, I still struggle to pull it off because it just doesn't feel right. I wish that the... I just wish the dashing away from the wall wasn't existing at all. But if it was there, I wish that wasn't the default. I wish I had to input a few button presses in order to make that happen as opposed to inputting a few things to make falling straight downward happen. Because at least early on, maybe this changes with later levels 
early on, there is rarely ever, if ever, a use case for dashing away from the wall when climbing it. It's way more useful and you're way more often asked to just fall downward. You're climbing up a wall, past the platform, and then you want to fall downward on top of the platform because that's what you're doing. You're climbing the wall in order to reach a new platform. And the fact that that's not the way it works by default is that you just fall downward, that you push away. I'm like, why? Why? Why are you doing this to me? It doesn't feel good. And then on the action front and why stealth gameplay is additionally encouraged outside of just the scoring system, your basic attack, which is a combo of, I think, three swipes. It's usually three swipes. Your basic combo, after the final attack in said combo, your little ninja dude will pause and pose for maybe a second, somewhere in the second mark. And during that time frame, you are unable to move your character. You are 100% vulnerable. And enemies will take advantage of this to attack you and do a decent amount of damage. I don't like this. I never like when a game takes control away from me completely, when I can't cancel out of an animation, when I'm stuck in a pose or whatever. I don't like it. It is one of the most frustrating things I experience in any game. But it just it leads to a lot of frustrations. However, that is something where I could see people liking it. Because it, it would add a an element of strategy to the game. But for me, I'm just like, no. No, 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 no. I want something else. I do not like this. And so those, those two aspects really, they kill the experience for me. Because I like a lot of the game. I like the way it feels overall. But the fact that when attacking enemies, you... you stop into this little pose thing it, it's a bummer and the the fact that you push off when climbing walls which is the, the bigger issue that's a real big bummer and then I, I find that there is a weird uh, I don't know the hit detection feels a bit off when attacking enemies both stealthily and in regular combat where it seems like there's a decent enough space or so that if you're attacking them if you're right on top of them you won't actually hit them and i kind of understand this maybe from the more action-centric ones when you're attacking them head-on but i feel like when you are doing a stealth attack and they aren't aware of your presence because if they are aware of your presence then you can't do the stealth attack but if you're doing a stealth attack and you are Within a certain, I feel like it should just be a window. Like if you're right on top of it, it doesn't matter because you are then within that window of you are close enough to take this enemy and we'll just reposition your character to be in the right position to do the self-attack. But that's not the way it works. Uh, at least not in my case when I was doing it. I, I would get into scenario situations where I would just mash the the stealth attack button until the enemy moved enough so that it was within range of my attack at that point. So, yeah. Within the Blade is a game that you might like. You could like. I don't want to say that it's a bad game because it's not a bad game. It has these issues that 
are problematic for me, but again, they might not be problematic for you. You may find that the pushing off of walls when wall climbing makes sense. You might look at it and be like, oh, this, this feels really good, blah, 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 blah. Or the angling to fall down and stuff like that may not be a problem for you. You might find it intuitive. It might feel comfortable for you. It might work for you. It just didn't work for me. And because of that, I just couldn't play that much of the game. But in addition to the gameplay and all that, like I said, there is the skill tree, the pretty large skill tree to go through. I also found that mildly confusing. There's crafting, there's stores, so you can buy recipes, you can buy equipment, and so on. But what I found confusing too is that I unlocked the ability to pull enemies at me with the grappling hook thing, but I I don't have the grappling hook. And I don't know how the fuck to get it. I don't know if it's something I eventually get after playing a handful of missions or so on. But I don't have it right now. I bought the recipe for a rope, and I don't know if I need the recipe for something else because I'm like, how do I get this this utility that I also feel like should have just been given to me from the get-go? Because another issue, and why I think also the dash should just be an ability you already have from the get-go, I did the tutorial, and the tutorial gives you more abilities than you have when you start off the game. I don't like that. I don't think a tutorial should have anything other than what you have when you start off the game. Your your regular abilities, stuff you don't have to earn through this or that. And if the game wants to teach you how certain things work once you unlock them in the game, that's fine. But when you just have a standalone tutorial, I don't like the fact that it is teaching me mechanics and how to use these different elements when I don't have those right from the start. And you can not have the dash for a very long time, depending on how you go with your, your skill tree. Because if you choose to not go down that path, you could go without a, a, a dash a, a ability for a very long time. And I would highly recommend against that because I think the dash adds so much. The dash is really good. It feels good. And it just, it feels so essential that I don't understand why it is a skill you have to unlock. It just seems weird. And the fact that it's in the tutorial adds to that weirdness. But yeah, I, I, I still don't know where the hell to get this grappling hook or whatever. But it, it might happen early on within the, the missions and everything. There are some boss fights as well. Or at least I fought one boss fight, which was really easy. I was surprised by how easy the boss fight was. Just this big old bone dude who would jump up and stomp the ground and then after three or so stomps they'd be like i'm tired could you please just hit me in the head and do some damage i'm like okay i'll do it fine you're not gonna okay oh that's so easy easy peasy but yeah it's a bummer because i like a lot about the game but i have enough issues with it especially the feel which is really the most important thing for me when it comes to any game it just misses the mark in a few key ways and uh yeah but i do think if you check out videos of it or if it sounds interesting to you even despite the concerns i brought up with the gameplay if like those don't give you pause it's definitely worth checking out, especially when it's 20% off right now. 879 is 
not that much at all, really, in the grand scheme of things. And it's, there's a lot of gameplay there, just in, in the terms of unlocking all the skills and everything. That'll that'll give you a decent amount of time. So if you if you also like leveling up and unlocking skills and doing all that stuff, I think you'll be pretty satisfied with this as well. But uh, yeah, that is Within the Blade. Again, available on all platforms. Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and PC. I played it on Xbox. Ran fine. Looks good. I like the pixel art. Nothing nothing to talk home about. What's that say? Nothing to, to, to write home about? Write home. That's what it is. Not talk home about. <laughs> nothing to write home about, visually speaking. But it does look nice. It's just... It's a bit bland in terms of its color palette. It's not very vibrant, and it doesn't. It just doesn't pop out in any way. It's not something you're going to remember uh, visually. Uh, it has no real distinct feature in that sense. But it it looks good and it feels good. I I really like the jump. I like the way you feel. I like how it feels to crouch and hide in the tall grass and sneak up on the enemy and then do a stealth attack. But if you're doing regular attacking, if you end up in a situation where you have to, that pose, that pause, ugh, no, why? When you have to climb walls, because you do have to do that quite a bit, and then you push off against it, and you have to fall by angling towards the, oh, no, why, why are you doing this to me? So close, so close within the blade, but just far enough. Anywho, that will do it, and I also, I already made up the title for this the podcast episode uh i don't i don't know if i'm gonna stick with it it's a real bad title it's a play off the whole my name being mark two i forget what it was within the blade almost hits the mark but mark spells her name with a c so that's that's the name of this episode i apologize in advance everyone <laughs> it is what it is it's a very me title anywho that will do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am Mark Krishnath. That is Mark with a C, M-A-R-C. And you all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. This site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and Attack the Backlog, both of which are available on podcast services across the globe. You can also check out me streaming every weekday from 8 p.m. Central to 11 p.m. Central over at Twitch dot tv slash px sausage i think i might start resident evil 7 tonight but i'm not sure i was gonna start code veronica but code veronica doesn't have difficulty settings so i was gonna jump over to resident evil 4 but resident evil 4 doesn't have difficulty settings and i need me my baby mode even though i did play through a fair amount of resident evil 4 back in the day and i know it has that adaptive difficulty which people are like this is one of the most amazing things about the game if not the most amazing thing but I really want that baby mode. I also wasn't enjoying the way Resident Evil 4 feels. I didn't, I just, I knew I would end up getting frustrated at some point, and I'm not in the mood to get frustrated with either game. So I might jump to Resident Evil 7 because I'm, I was never playing these games in order for story purposes. It was just sort of cuz. And with Resident Evil 4 all but confirmed to have a remake. I can just wait for that. And I would like to think that Resident Evil Code Veronica will be getting a remake as well because that is the only game in the main line that isn't available on contemporary platforms, ignoring the Xbox Live Arcade version being available on Xbox via backward compatibility. 
but you can't play it on PlayStation or Switch. Of course, you can play it on PC, yes, but nothing for Switch and PS4 or PlayStation uh, in general, which just seems like, why? Why, why? why not? People like it. People like the Resident Evil games. So it seems like something they would they would do. Any who, if you'd like to check out the art I make, well, no, 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 no. I mean, I'll get to my art in a little bit, but uh, you can also check out the videos I make over at youtube.com slash pixelated sausage. I highly recommend watching the video version of Attack the Backlog as opposed to listening to the audio version. You can do that. I'm not saying you can't. I have that version up for a reason because some people like it that way. But... I think it's best experience in video form. So do that or not. But, uh, you know, maybe do that. And if you'd like to check out the art, I mean, you can go back to the site, pixelatedsausage.com. And if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash PXS and support us that way. As always, thank you for listening. I Hope you enjoy this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye!